morning. Greetings in Jesus' name this morning. Too enjoyed the devotion, the Sunday school, the songs. They all it's amazing the way things lead and direct and, and build. And I'd like to fast forward this morning just a little bit and look at another character in the Old Testament. So I invite you to turn to First Samuel chapter three. Maybe sometimes you wonder how messages get stimulated or prepared. I was on my drive home from school this past week, beginning of the week. I have an audio Bible app on my phone, and uh, I turned it on, and First uh, Samuel 3 was there, ready to be played. So I listened to it. And uh, I just felt like it just wasn't coming together, and I wanted to do other things, and it wasn't until yesterday that I finally got to decide what I'm doing. So First Samuel chapter 3. What caught my attention when I, when it started reading, I like audio, it mentions that the word of the Lord was precious in those days and there was no open vision. Let's read chapter 3, begin reading at verse 1 through verse 10. And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. And it came to pass at that time, when Eli was laid down in his place, and his eyes began to wax dim, that he could not see. And ere the lamp of God went out in the temple, and the Lord, where the ark of God was, and Samuel was laid down to sleep, that the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, here am I. And he ran unto Eli and said, Here am I, for thou callest me. And he said, I called not, lie down again. And he went and lay down. And the Lord called yet again Samuel. And Samuel rose again. Samuel. And Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And he answered, I called not, my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not know the Lord. Neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time, and he arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. Therefore Eli said unto Samuel, Go lie down, and it shall be, if you if he call thee, that thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and laid down in his place, and the Lord came and stood and called, as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, Speak, for thy servant heareth. We begin looking at Samuel kind of breaking in here, but it's a very familiar story, probably a story that we heard 
growing up. I remember being fascinated by it and the pictures that usually were rendered along with it, how they would try to depict God speaking to a little boy and how a little boy thought it was someone else and it ended up being God. Hard to draw pictures, but I remember being fascinated. <coughs> little preview, Hannah, Samuel's mother, was barren. She wanted a child. And she wanted it bad enough that she begged the Lord, pleaded with the Lord, and promised the Lord that if she would bear a son, a, a boy, that she would give it to him. So little Samuel, because of her promise, is dedicated to the Lord. And that is after she has nursed him, helped him to grow, and he goes to live at the tabernacle to minister with the priests, Eli. And then every year, after his mother gets to see him. And it mentions that in chapter 2 of her coming to see him yearly and she brings a new coat to him every year. Can you imagine having a child and giving it to the work of the tabernacle, the work of the church? Do you think Hannah had any clue of the evil that was happening at the tabernacle at that time. To place a child in the care, what seemed like could have been evil. I have a feeling that Hannah did, but she probably took the opportunity that she had those few years that she had prior and did very well at training and explaining and living an example in that short period of time that trained him to obviously listen well. That's one lesson that Samuel learned right from the get-go, was listening well. In spite of all that evil, the negative things that were happening, Anna was still faithful in fulfilling her promise and dedicating Samuel to the priest, to the work of the Lord. seems that Samuel obviously was sleeping as well in the tabernacle and when his name is called he runs to Eli and this happens again and again with the same results I didn't call you as I was saying Hannah did a good job of training Samuel to listen well Children, here's a lesson for you. Do you listen well? When your mom and dad say your name, do you listen well? Or do they have to use your three names together in a row? Then you know they mean business, right? I remember hearing a story about a little boy. 
I think this is a true story. You can correct me if I'm wrong. A little boy, I think it was in the mission, mission field. He was playing under a tree, and his father, I don't know, wasn't real far away or happened to be going by. Saw his little boy playing under the tree. Little did he know, or the little did the boy know, that there was danger lurking around. But the father, from his advantage, saw that there was danger. And there was this huge python snake in the tree above the boy and was getting ready to drop on this little boy that was playing under the tree. The father spoke to his boy and said, you need to stop playing right now and come over to me at once. The boy listened. But had that boy not listened and would have said, I'm going to keep playing, what would have been the outcome? You need to listen. Listen right away. Don't ask questions why, when, but now. I think it's interesting in this chapter, in this portion of scripture that we read in verse 7, it also picks out that it mentions that Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord was had not yet been revealed to him. As parents, we can do all the training, guiding, and coaching, but it comes down to a personal call to walk with the Lord. It does not neglect us from our duty to teach. So we have the third call, where Samuel got up the third time, he went to Eli, and this is when Eli starts to recognize, I'm not calling you, someone else must be calling you. And Samuel or Eli gives Samuel some guided directions, some guided points to how to respond to this call. He says, go back, lay down. And when you hear it again, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. That was good advice to give. Recognizing that the Lord was speaking, and then to recognize that I'm a servant. And that, I need, that I'm going to listen. Obviously, we know how it went. Sammy went and laid down. The voice came again. Samuel, Samuel, Samuel said, speak, or your servant is listening. It takes attention. It takes effort to listen. Do you like to visit with someone that isn't listening to you? I don't. So if I'm talking to somebody and I can tell their eyes are off in Timbuktu, it's not fun. They're not listening. Why would I share my heart with you if your eyes are off and you're not concerned about my cares? God wants our attention and He wants us to give Him our attention and to listen. He calls and then we need to listen. Eli is correct in discerning 
that this call was from the Lord. Yahweh is calling Samuel. Going back to the beginning of that chapter, verse 1, the word of the Lord was precious. When I first heard that, precious, my mind went to something of value. And that word precious there means rare. It was, it was, um, wasn't abundant. Um, and there was no vision. Could it be there was confusion? Lack of direction? God was leading and directing through faithful people, through Hannah, to have this boy, Samuel, who later would become a prophet, a leader of God. Samuel was a temple boy or a tabernacle boy. He obviously served. He ministered. talks about him ministering. So he probably was involved in, I'm just going to say, opening doors, lighting candles, um, turning the lights on, doing the things that need to be done, the mundane little task. And he grown up in this setting, and he hung out with tabernacle, tabernacle people and done tabernacle things. When God speaks to him, he didn't recognize God or God's voice. And he mistaken it for Eli. He did not know God yet in a personal way. Is it possible to be involved in church and going to church and a member of a church yet not recognize God's voice? was a question I had to ask myself. God's voice must have sounded fairly normal if Samuel thought it was Eli, but yet Eli did not hear it, so it must have been audible to Samuel, but not to Eli. Maybe Eli's hearing was somewhat dim, just like his eyes were. But Samuel heard God's voice. Do you feel God's voice, hear God's voice? I'm just going to share with you a time that I experienced God speak. I have no I've I know I've shared this with probably some of you, but I don't think I've shared it with everyone, but um I was visiting with an older Amish man at the viewing of Christie's grandmothers, and he was interested in who I was and where I was from and found out that I was just ordained a month before. And his advice to me was you accept the call no matter what doesn't matter what the price is, doesn't matter what the outcome is, don't ask any questions. Don't ask why. And just kind of gave it in that form of a nutshell. Doesn't matter if God didn't even show you a sign, just accept it and go with it. And 
come to find out later, visiting with my father-in-law, that this Amish man was the senior bishop of the Amish in that area. So it was so he was giving me the advice, but God did give me a little bit of a confirmation at my ordination. And it's an incident at that time that made shivers run up and down my back. We were gathered in the room. Dennis comes in and he gives order of how things are going to happen and and uh, says that there's going to be a little slip of paper in song number 100. And the title of that song is Great is thy faithfulness. And what had happened prior to that was the song leader, I think, had texted me earlier that afternoon and wondered if I was the chosen one that night, what song I would prefer to have sung there. I didn't have a book, so I had to go online. And I selected number 100. So I had that all picked out and planned. And Dennis comes in and says, this is where this paper's going to be. Talk about a shiver running down your back. So, in my heart, in my mind, I said, all right, Lord, if this is true, then I'm going to be the last one to pick up a book. Dan and Curtis were the other two. Did that make them less qualified? Absolutely not. In my mind, they were more qualified than me. God calls each one of us, each of you sitting here this morning, God has something special, place, time for you. Do you desire to hear God's voice? To hear God speak? We all would say, we do. But how do we actually hear the voice of God? Sometimes we use circumstances to alter or direct our direction of life. We take that as signs that God is maybe leading us, which I want to qualify this a little bit. If you have a flat tire and you're going somewhere, don't use that as an excuse that God's not trying to keep you from going there. Or if you find a dollar bill laying around unexpectedly saying, oh, I think I better go buy a lottery ticket. We need to be careful in using circumstances to direct our path. But sometimes circumstances do come in that catch our attention. And God gets our attention maybe sometimes that way. But primarily, God wants to talk through us, to us through his word. Look at verse 21 in chapter 3. We didn't read it, but I just want to go all the way to the end there. And the Lord appeared again in Shiloh 
For the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by what? By the word of the Lord. The Lord continued to appear to Samuel and chose to reveal himself through the word. So, how do we learn to hear the voice of God? I want to give some practical steps. And this is absolutely critical. First step is we need to belong to God. Samuel grew up in the tabernacle. He didn't truly hear God until he had opened himself up to the one-on-one relationship with God. And that is a choice each of us have to make. It's a choice that we need to make if we want to belong to God. Till we open up ourselves to that one-on-one relationship with God, will we then start to hear His voice. In John chapter 10, verse 3 and 4, Jesus talks about the Good Shepherd who calls His sheep by name and leads them out. And He gathers His own flock. He walks ahead of them and they follow Him because what? They know His voice. If you belong to God, if you are a sheep in his flock, the good shepherd, you will know his voice. The next thing that's critical to hearing God's voice is you need to stop. S-T-O-P. Stop. Stop rushing around. Don't make the Bible, the Word of God, a checklist, I got it done. Stop multitasking. Just stop. Be still. And listen. It's hard to hear God's voice over the noise of my life. You've got to pay attention. I'm just going to tell you another little incident that I had. When we were just uh, diagnosed with cancer, um, it was one of those days that things were a real struggle. And I was having a hard time uh, coming to grips and accepting it. And... Uh, just was, I don't know, crying my heart out to the Lord. And uh, it wasn't until I had just pulled in the driveway and uh, got home and opened the door. And just as a last thing I said, I said, thank you, Lord. And I stepped out and I almost missed it. I didn't see any lightning, but there was this this low rumble of thunder, just like that. Like, I just stopped and envisioned the Lord saying, my child, it's under control. If I would have been uh, occupied and and, uh, 
caught up with all my other cares, I would have missed it. There's a few other ways that God showed himself strong. And I'm going to, we'll wait to expound on them later. I don't know where this is all going, but the Lord is good. Psalms 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. The next thing that's paramount to hearing God's voice is read the Bible daily. Obviously, people who you associate with on a regular basis, you're going to get to learn to know, hear their voices. How do you expect to hear God's voice if you only do it twice a year or once a month? or once a week. You have to do it on a regular basis. You have to get accustomed to hearing the voice of God if you want to know and understand what He wants for you. Recognize it. Another one that's important is it's alright to ask God a question. I'm not talking about the why, but ask Him. Am I doing it right? What should I be doing different? What do you have for me, Lord? And then wait, and God can answer. Don't go running off and expect God to come running after you and and give you the answer. Here in this account, Samuel went, he laid back down, the Lord called him, and then Samuel waited. And God went on to give what the message was that was to be to Samuel. He wasn't checking Facebook and waiting for God to speak. He wasn't multitasking. He was waiting patiently. Another thing to check as far as recognizing the voice of the Lord, God, is listen for His answer in prayer and in His Word. The two will never conflict each other. If they do, then I question whether what you're hearing is God's answer. Another one that's important is confirm through godly counsel. God called Samuel. Samuel went to Eli. And Eli told him what to do. But then also, Eli came to Samuel and said, Hey, what was the message the Lord gave you? Can you imagine being a child or a young boy and God gave you the message that the people that you work for the priest that you're a servant to, I'm going to kill his sons and I'm going to kill him. And then you have to bear that message to him. He was brave. And I'm, inter- I'm also interested in the response that Eli had when Samuel brought that to Eli. He said, it is the Lord's will. So be it. 
And that could be another whole study in itself. Why Eli obviously knew, maybe better. It would appear that he did confront his boys of the evil that they were involved in. But obviously Eli was a, was a figure in the tabernacle that should have done uh, a lot more. Um, he should have cleaned house. That shouldn't have been happening. He was, they were taking advantage of the people for their own benefit, for their own selfish gains. The other one that's paramount to hearing God's voice is when you hear it, do it. Samuel obeyed and he listened and then he told what was supposed to happen. What is God trying to say to you today? Maybe it's not a big long list of things that you need to do, a big explanation about why things are the way they are. Maybe He's just calling your name. He sees you. He knows you. He's calling you by name. He wants you to stop and listen. Maybe God has something He wants you to do. Maybe it's not what you expect. Or what you even want to do. Sometimes when we pray to God, we seek God's answer. And we're looking for a specific answer. And so we keep praying and we keep pleading with the Lord for the answer that we're not getting. And we don't hear God's voice and what God is actually trying to say. Maybe you're feeling fairly satisfied. You don't especially feel like you need to hear God's voice. Have you ever called your children, those are your parents, have you ever called your children and they ignored you? And all you wanted to do was tell them that the brownies were ready? If you aren't listening to God's voice, you're missing out. And you're going to be missing a lot more than just brownies. Or have you been seeking God, reading the Bible, and listening faithfully, but there's silence? Have you thought about what God is trying to say to you in silence? Could it be an answer? No.
Could it be that you can't hear him and all the stuff that is in the way? Could it be that he wants you to open up to other believers and not just hide in your prayer? I don't know what God wants to say to you today. I do know that it's my privilege to share with you that God wants to speak to you. And He wants you to make time for Him. 1 John 1 says, said, says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Linger in God's Word, and you will not be disappointed. It would be foolish for me to stand here this morning and to talk about the voice of God and only have you listen to my voice. I know God can speak to to you through my voice, but I want you to hear God's voice. I'm going to do something just a little bit different this morning. I'm going to sit down, and I want everyone that has Bibles to read one-on-one, and for the next five minutes, just in quietness, read, and silently praying to God to speak and to hear His voice. Now you may ask, well, what do I read? Well, you can read whatever you want to read in the Bible. If you want to use the method of opening up and whatever it opens to, read it. You can do that. Or if you want to continue reading wherever you left off. But I have three three references for those that need an, op- an op- option. And if the song leader would allow for five minutes, when five minutes are up, you just come up and 